Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi guys, you're very welcome to episode 7 of the T's and C's Apply Podcast. My name is Chelsea. And my name is Tyg, and this is the podcast for all sorts of people who have been sending their letters to Santa non-stop the last couple of weeks, hoping that they're going to get that special half, the other half, under the Christmas tree this year. <laughs> I hope you do get it. God, after the last two years of the pandemic, everyone is praying that they find someone now. They just want to get off Tinder. God, fucking Tinder lads. Get off it. If you're on Tinder, get the fuck off it. If this is Christmas Not Day. Not worth your while, lads. If this is Christmas Day and you're on Tinder, get off Tinder. Get off and it. Go, oh go my talk God. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, take it from someone who's been there. Get off it. It's not worth your while. Nobody needs Tinder over the holidays. Then again, like, a lot of people did meet, like, their other halves on Tinder. So I can't really say much to do about it. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. My fr- like my, one of my friends, like, <laughs> she, she met her current boyfriend of, like, seven years now on Tinder. Just do what we did. Just find your boyfriend or girlfriend on TikTok. <laughs> Easier. TikTok is where it's at, lads. You get a better taste of their personality. Yeah, that's true. They can't hide any of their weird stuff on TikTok. Right. Well, it depends on what kind of content to put out there. A lot of people can put one side of themselves on social media and be a completely different person true. They might in just person. Put Whereas me and you are literally just the exact same. What you see in social media, lads, is what you get in person. Big weird teacher. <laughs> yeah, a big weird awfully girl. Who sounds like Kevin Hart and Tommy Tiernan most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But anyway... In this episode, we're talking all about holiday habits. Yeah, it is the season. And we're all guilty of it. We've oh. all got so many holiday habits. When we were researching this, the amount of this stuff, I was like, I the do list that, is endless, I do this. It's, there is a lot of stuff. I'm like, oh, you actually do so many things that are so seasonal. I'm definitely yeah. like this all year round as well, though. Yeah. There's stuff that I'm like, oh, man, there's things I do in the summer I would like, mm, actually, yeah. But December, December is a big one for it. Yeah, so it guilty. No, guilty pleasures. Absolute mm, guilty pleasures. Yeah. Let's call it a spade. Spade a spade here. Christmas is actually quite fun. Oh my god, it's the best time of year. And I'm I'm con- I'm converted. I used to really hate Christmas. Really? Yeah. Why? We had a lot of debt in our family around Christmas. Oh, Sorry, Typical. No, you're. Oh my god, it was. 
<laughs> You're laughing over it because it's the most typical Irish Sorry, thing it's ever. Just the way he said it, he said it with like such a serious face. I was mm-hmm. like, why is that funny? It's not funny. Sorry, <laughs> but <laughs> I think you're like, need to straighten Be, the face yeah. out now. No, um, yeah, it's a p- typical Irish thing, isn't it? Everyone just dies at well, Christmas. Not as it, yeah, that's very so, true. Like, like. There was a, a patch of about a decade where there was, everyone was just like, no, nah, well, I can't year. handle it anymore. Oh, one gone. Whoop, that's another one. Every year. Pile of them. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. And it's only in the last couple of years, really since I moved abroad, that I started to enjoy Christmas again because it was my first experience of being away from home for a prolonged period of time and then coming home for Christmas. Wow. Driving home for Christmas. I should yeah. really practice singing that line Such beforehand. Such a song. <laughs> Fucking love that song. Great song. But yeah, we're talking holiday habits and I love it now. Converted. Nice. Yeah. Other than some of the problems that do come with it, which we'll talk about later when we get to we will some get to more that. interesting topics. But first we have one more thing to do. What have we got to do? We're going to kick things off with the notices of the assembly catch up. Cue the music. Let's go. So the first one we have in is from Danny. And she reminded us, she took us way back to episode one where we were talking about hot air balloons. I love it. She's gone all the way. She's, she's checked gone, all the way back to the start. She's gone the whole way. And you know what, Danny? I appreciate the fact that you were actually starting from the start. Especially because number episode number one and two, the audio is slightly off. It's so slightly off. So people hear me in one ear and Chelsea in the other ear. So it's a pain Again, has to yeah, do we with. were figuring things out. But we're, we have it all Gucci now. Episode anyway. three onwards is great. Yeah. So Danny uh, was letting us know, we were talking all about like hot air balloons and stuff like that. And Ty was telling us about when he went on a hot air balloon Cappadocia trip. over in, in... In Mongolia? No, it no. was in Turkey. In Turkey. Mm, so not even that far away. Anyway, so Danny was telling us that in upstate New York, um, they have a festival called the Wells, the Wellsville Balloon Rally. Am I Ooh. saying that right? Um, and they, they have like a carnival and loads of food stalls and stuff like that, but... It's free entry and the only thing really you have to pay for is if you want to get on a hot air balloon, right? But you have to like let them know in advance. You have to basically like, book your place because obviously you know there's going to be hot air balloons. You're going to be like, I'm mm. getting in one of them. Oh yeah. So like it, that's the only thing you have to do is like just let them know how many people are going in and all that sort of stuff. Basically just book your place. Yeah. But other than that, like and apparently it's like a week long a full a week full week long occasion where it's like all about celebration I don't know what it's actually for now but you're telling us that no one yeah, no, it's probably like Halloween which was on our middle holidays. of summer as well like that's what I love it's oh, the middle the summer. of summer yeah that's a perfect time to do stuff like that right I'm not gonna lie Irish people might give out to me about this right because Irish people like to be a little bit cynical about how big America goes for all of its holidays and all the events and all this stuff yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit jealous I always 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 want to do really big events like that Oh and yeah! Like, you look at America; they go big style for everything. Oh yeah! And I'm just like, look oh, at their parties they parade in New York. Like yeah, they go massive, massive. Halloween, We're fucking Irish, we don't even go that. Big. Halloween, they go huge, yeah. and that's one of our fe- the two two of our festivals, and they absolutely yeah. smash it out with water. That's what I say. I love when it comes to Halloween because I love how people like decorate their homes and like their decking areas outside their houses and stuff like that. I think it's so. Once cool. once this pandemic is over, I'm going there. Like I'm being extra. I don't care. Well, you're going where? No, just being extra. <laughs> People, you already are extra I know but I'm going even more extra Extraordinary <laughs> Okay I'm doing it I don't care Like Irish people have this big thing of Oh Jesus no that fella has notions Or oh God Who'd want to be doing that I want to be doing that I'll celebrate Go big Yeah go big or people go home go, lads They, they kind of go No oh, it's getting too westernised Or whatever It's fun It's called being fun Yeah I agree I agree yeah. Sorry, sorry, and went on he a little handed there, Danny. He, he felt that, do you know, like he felt that in his core, lads. I did. I just the whole body was moving and everything when he was expressing himself there. It means a, it means a lot to him. Like. It does. 
<laughs> just don't want to be boring around the holidays. That's all. Who's, who wants to be boring? I know. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. But thank you, Danny. Sorry. Thank you so much for that, Danny. Moving on. We've got Amy in as well. Amy came and messaged us about episode five, mm. which was our throwback to the 90s. We did a double episode on it, we episode did. four and five, but we talked about TV shows in particular in episode five. Yeah. And she absolutely nailed us for this one. And dead right. Absolutely dead right. Lads, I'm telling you, we need to make this one our producer take. Because I've said it before and I'll say it again. She goes through our episodes with a fine tooth and comb and don't know what she's dead fucking right. There's a few people that are. And yeah. I, and we gotta give. We love these people. we got to give them our own corner. Like, yeah. Where they find errors in what we've done. <laughs> but I'm glad to do that because... It points it, out it stuff. It points, yeah, exactly. Anyway, Amy pointed out, we spent so long talking about TV shows from the 90s mm. and all the different things. And we never once mentioned the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like... Which How can you mention the nineties without that's, like that's that's a downfall on our part, proper man? Proper cultural cornerstone. Yeah, like, like Smith, should, isn't there music, like an iconic the, the style? scene in Fresh Prince of Bel Air that still goes on today, where like like um, his dad leaves or something? Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my Will god! Smith talking about. I swear to God, like if I see that popping up on my tears, well tears straight away. It never gets any easier to watch. Like it's awful because I think it's a fact that you know because isn't Phil he passed away. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's a fact of knowing that as well and knowing how close they were. And uh, knowing how similar it was to Will Smith's real life. Yeah. That's what it was. A lot of that was really emotion like driven by the real... And like, the hug in that scene was not scripted. No, no. That was pure... Pure, raw. Yeah, raw acting. And it was just... And I suppose, weirdly, knowing what schools are like and what a lot of young lads are coming up through at the moment and how many kids how many boys in particular growing up without any male role models mm. that one really hit home when I watch it because mm. I could think of a million kids that I've taught or had in schools and there's teachers out there listening to this who are thinking the exact same that boys that will feel that exact same emotion as what Will Smith is going through in that scene. Yeah, it's not it's not easy. This is a really emotional start to this. I thought well, this was supposed to be like light and breezy. But and anyway, here we are ranting. Thank you for that, Amy. And again, it won't probably probably do you know what? Probably won't be the last time that we forget something. I can't wait till she points out something really obvious from this episode. I know. <laughs> she always you know what it is, I actually love it. Every time that an episode comes out, she like listens to it first thing in the morning. Because mm. obviously like it comes out at, like six AM. And she's on her way to work and she listens to the episodes. And it's so funny because she will actually pause. She'd like listen to like a certain amount of podcasts. She'd pause it and then she'll send me a voice note and she'll be like, I'm sorry now. I'm sorry, but I just want to point out one thing, right? And then she'll be like, okay, I'm going to go continue listening now. And then she'll go and continue listening more. And then she'll be like, no, 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 one more thing now. And she'll just send me like a whole lot of voice notes just pointing out stuff. It's fucking hilarious. I'll give you one. I didn't tell you this happens either. Jen from work. And Jen will be delighted because she gets called out again. <laughs> Jen from work does something very similar but as she's listened to it she actually writes down notes and I get a debrief at break or lunch time oh of God. things from the podcast <laughs> I love that I love that I love that so feel free anyone out oh, there oh please call us out lads. Bullet, bullet point us bullet stuff point. and send it to and us be like you are wrong on this 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 or you should say this, this. listen lads again this is a teething process we won't we won't apologise I'm not like gonna we're not apologising for any of this but it's so much fun to get the feedback yeah love it yeah and uh, we have another one from Sarah Perry, and another another long time listener as well. Absolutely love Sarah. Yeah, and we talked about in episode five about TV shows again, about like all the popular kids TV shows, mm. or maybe not even kids, teen, like teenager TV shows. And remember, I was saying about the Sabrina the Teenage Witch and mm. how they've actually remade it, but it's a little bit darker, right. a little bit more. Not really. I mean, kids can watch it, but it is a little bit darker. I wouldn't recommend it's kids more like the millennials it. that grew up with it and now yeah, they're adults. Yeah, kind of. So, 
Sarah was telling us, she was letting us know that the aunties are actually in it, in the new one. Mm-hmm. I, I, w- I will have to say, they do come in it, but they're not in it full. So there's two new aunties, like oh. two different characters in the new Sabrina. So there's two other aunts that fill in yeah, for so most they, of the seasons. Yeah, pretty much like. the old But the original, like the, the OG aunts from the original Sabrina the Teenage goats. Witch, the goats of Sabrina the Teenage Witch they do come into it but it's not until the end so oh. that's why I was saying last time I know they're in it I know Sarah was like oh hold on now actually they are girl you're right I agree with you but they don't come into it until the end that's my point I was saying there's two new ones that play I can't even fucking think of their names now yeah, it doesn't oh, matter but anyway, but anyway but they do the OG ants do come into it but it's not till the end Sarah that's all I'm saying and actually on that note Sarah and a whole heap of other people got on to us during the week about all the different candies that were still available I didn't notice the The, the amount of people that sent pictures of the candy sticks we talked about the cigarette candy sticks are still out there still out there but they don't have the the, the little the, end bits the end it. bits the, the, the pink to bits to make yeah. it look like a cigarette to make it look like a fag yeah so interesting that they're still out there yeah God. mental gas mental anyway Thanks well, thank much. you so much for sending in your stories. Um, yeah, and keep again. sending them in. We love to get oh the feedback. God, the best thing in. after an episode. That day, the amount of messages we <laughs> get. It's actually so funny when people send in, like, especially with the stories that we put up. It's so funny seeing people's reactions mm. to some of them. Like. So again, any stories at all, especially when it comes to your holiday habits, we want to hear them. We want to hear all the mayhem and mischief you get up to exactly. over Christmas. <laughs> Which brings us on to the main part of the show. Holiday habits. Let's go. So, holiday habits. Yes. There is like an endless amount of habits that we're all guilty of. We all do them. But we've we've narrowed it down. Yeah, we've just a, just a couple. We've picked a couple of our favourites. Our favourite ones, Some yeah. that are Some that we're actually Irish. guilty of, yeah. Yeah, the Irish... I was surprised looking up at this, at things that are specifically Irish. I didn't realise it. We're going to give... I think we could... This could go global. global. We're going to end up teaching a lot of people about a new so. game. Yeah, but like, when it comes to Christmas time, everyone knows there's like habits that people like do with families or they go and do certain things. And number one is my favourite. Okay. Number one, and I actually did it recently with Jess and I freaking loved every bit of it my first time to do it properly we did the Dublin Zoo Lights yeah so every year and which I actually didn't know this until I went there they actually so in Dublin Zoo like any other zoo anybody listening from anywhere other than Ireland but they do like a lights display and every year they have a different team okay I didn't realise I thought it was the same team every single year but this year their team was all around the world Ooh. So they had like As in the song All around the world Na 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 Well na, na. I, I could be that song No that, that's only me And the 90s ravers <laughs> Oh my god Imagine a 90s rave Light display I know that'd be class Oh my god We're doing that Don't get too excited Oh like. we're doing that right. here. So And uh, up in Dublin Zoo They have like All around the world But they have like So many Like you had like The Taj Mahal You had Big Ben You Ooh. had The Eiffel Tower The Statue of Liberty So each one represents each country in the world. I love it. It was on tig, unbelievable. It was class. And then in the middle of the lake that they have at the zoo, yeah, it was like a big massive display of like the North Pole. <gasps> it was class. They that had like amazing. now the all these, um, like, oh, what do you what do you call them? Like the monuments that they had on display were made out of fabric. What? They were made out of fabric, and these take months to make. Now, I when I tell you these are freaking huge at like the size of my house huge and they're made out of fabric 
and inside the fabric then is the lights to make them light up. Oh my, I couldn't believe it. Like literally the paper, they could disintegrate like. Literally disintegrate and they're all made out of fabric and all and the detail on each, like when they had like people and stuff like that, the detail to their eyes, even to the grooves of their hair. That must have cost them a small fortune to make. Fabric. Oh, fabric. I was fucking flabbergasted. I was like, what? That's unreal. Unbelievable. So Dublin Zoo basically go above and oh, beyond. If anybody this. like in Ireland has not gone to Dublin Zoo to do the lights, do, I, that was my first year to do it. Book. Myself and Jess, like I said last year, we really wanted to do it. And then obviously with the pandemic and stuff, we couldn't do it. But we were like, by hook or by crook, we were going to do it this year. And we experienced it together. Unbelievable. Highly recommend. Do you ever like, obviously you can go pay to look at these lights display and stuff, but do you ever just drive around in the car growing up and just look at the houses around the place? As a child, I still do it now. <laughs> when we came back. When so we what like, we're going to be doing over the Christmas yeah, holidays. Uh, right, we're going uh, down to the street because yeah. the Maguires, they spend four grand every <laughs> yeah. year on lighting the house. When me and Ty came back from the UK like two weeks ago, we were coming home. Bear in mind, it was really late at night. Mm. like, And I knew that Saturday, so we flew home on the Sunday, but I knew on that Saturday that the town that I'm from uh, like switched on their lights so I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna drive the light and I know Ty had like a two and a half hour drive home but I was like he won't even notice he won't even notice I was and too busy playing music he was like too busy listening to music in the like, car uh, moment as well just shaking so I like sneakily turned off at the point where I was meant to turn to come home and I like drove through the whole town and like showed them all the lights now to be fair you like them oh yeah I yeah. love Christmas lights so like I still do that now so it's a big thing still Huge thing. We, and to be fair, that weekend over in London, we got to see some serious Christmas lights. Oh my God, the angels. Yeah, we were down in Oxford Street and oh, Regent class. Street in the middle of London. Yeah. And it was just one of those ones where ev- loads of people were there to see all just the Christmas the lights. Displays, it's such yeah. a big thing over there. They had like massive, like in the middle of the street, guys. They had like massive angels. Huge. That hang over the entire That hang street. over the... Now, it wasn't just one angel. It was literally just a row. Rows and rows. Rows them, and yeah. rows and rows of angels all going the one direction. And to be fair, all over London, like the different streets, there was loads of different places that had like light displays up yeah. as well. We were in Soho. We were in uh, Canarby. I, I loved Canarby so, uh, Street or something like that. I loved Soho. Soho so was good. so funky. and had like all the butterflies. Mm. Do you know what it felt like? It felt like kind of like something like out of Chinatown. Yeah, Chinatown's only around the corner from there. Well, like, that's probably why it was kind of, oh my God, it was like, just, everything was like all just hanging. Yeah. And it was like so colourful and stuff like that. I absolutely loved it. But if you want to hear more about our London trip, you won't be hearing it on the main podcast. No, you've got to go to the Patreon. Yeah, we've had an entire episode where we're chatting through the entire weekend that we had over in London a couple of weeks back. That's class. So you're going to have to go over to you're our You're going to want to go over and listen to that one. It's worth it. It's, it's worth it, Just for the crack. Just for the crack alone over there. <laughs> and it only costs <laughs> six euro a month. Cheapest chips, lads. Cheapest for chips. four extra episodes. Cheapest chips. Exactly. Plus other exclusive content. Yeah. But you'll have to wait and find out what that is. Do you know what else I love about Christmas lights when oh. it comes to Ireland? And I think it probably more the US because I can see this being a competition thing in the US mm. is when villages or towns get really competitive about who has the better Christmas lights. They get competitive every year. And neighbours. Oh, neighbours are, are brutal for it. Oh, like they... Uh, Especially uh, in like small towns because yeah. I feel like they get more competitive. It's like, who's going to outdo what? And like, obviously there's a big thing about neighbourhoods coming together and going, oh, we're going to really put in the effort to like, you know, make the st- entire street like amazing. I think Americans, it's very good for that. But do you know what I really love, secretly really love? What? It's the neighbour that's like, I'm not doing any of that but I'm going to point out how extra you are about it. <laughs> or they do like the, the, they just put like an arrow. Yeah, a little arrow something. going what he said or yeah. something like that. 
I've got a, I've got a photo or two. I'm gonna put it up on our story. So oh, go over and check funny. it. But basically, there's like one house loaded a joint with Christmas lights, like well above and beyond what you would normally need to do. Yeah. And then the house next to just the arrow though, saying ditto. They're not wrong ditto. for doing that because pe- there are people out there. And look, listen, I'm all for it. If you want to go extra, go extra. But I'm just thinking of the electricity <laughs> bill, lads. Like, you're all loaded or what's the crack that you can afford have to, to have that many freaking lights. I'm, it's, I, you're lucky my tree's on today. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't understand she how people... She always puts it on in the background for the podcast. Yeah, but like, I don't understand how people can have thousands of lights mm. from the front to the back of their house, from the inside out. Like, like, like are you all running off air? Yeah. Or well, what's the crack? Well, well, speaking of houses that go above and beyond and that the cost must be unreal, I also put in a little video for a house over in the US. They actually do a full... Christmas show every year for their YouTube it gets millions and millions of hits and kind of funds the following year as mm. far as I'm aware where they do a light show of about 30 minutes to an hour of just all these different songs but it's all set to music and it's all synced to the music there's wow. different parts moving it's just insane you must think how many hours or weeks worth of effort go into I want to know how they do that how the does he sync the lights light. up oh as, like, it's as, an art, lads. That's an art. I'm barely lucky I can use Google Docs or iMovies. Like, this, these people are unbelievably talented. But, like, we'll put a link in there. It's just one of those things I'm like, that's unreal. It's oh, unreal. It's unbelievable, like. Speaking of people putting in minimal or maximal effort. <laughs> I'm moving on to number two. <laughs> number two, Chris Kingle. Chris Kingle. Yeah, we do I just call it Kring- Chris Kringle. Kringle. No, it's Kring- Kring- oh, Chris. You're putting me off Chris now. Kindle. Chris Kindle. There we go. Yeah, so we do it every year in our family. Yeah. Not uh, a lot of people used to do it um, as on like individuals now. But now we're, we've changed it because of the pandemic. We obviously haven't been able to like get mm. together as big groups yeah. and stuff like that. So last year, we started it last year. Um, my aunt came up with the idea of instead of doing Chris Kindle where we all buy for each other. Now bear in mind, you've seen my family. We're a yeah. big family. Yeah. So there's a lot of us. And she came up with the idea instead of having people buying gifts for each other and stuff like that, we would actually come together and put oh. 20 euro each. Now, it's a lot of money when you put all of us together. Mm-hmm. 20 euro each and we donated to a charity of choice. Oh, wow. Yeah, so last year, we all picked picked a charity. Everyone picked like their own individual charity. Mm-hmm. We put all the charities into a bowl and then we and picked out one. Wow. So yeah. someone's charity got picked out of the entire lot and they got 72,000 euro. <laughs> 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 they're not that many there's like. a lot of you yeah there's a lot of us but not that many but yeah oh, wow. that's what we did instead of doing Chris Kendall there's no point in us buying gifts for people that probably won't even be used or even whatever so we're like why not put money into like an envelope and like donate to charity and that's like we've done the exact so Jarling put it into it again she was like do you want to do like gifts or will we do don- like a donation and everyone that's, was like nah let's do donation that's again. a genuinely nice thing to do mm. definitely the complete opposite of where I was going to take this Chris Kendall <laughs> topic why um, have you ever done it in work? <laughs> no, I've never. Oh, no, I haven't. Um, or a secret Santa with it, like where you have to buy a gift for a colleague. Like you picked, obviously, the name comes out of a hat yeah. randomly or whatever. Um, and then you buy your 10 euro gift or 20, 10 pound gift or whatever it is. Whatever, whatever it the was, is. the set was, yeah. And like it can either go very, very well or it can be a complete disaster. Well, you ever I feel those? like I feel like you've probably had a really disastrous one. I, I look, I've not had my ones haven't been too bad. Right. But I, do you know what? I've always gone, when possible, I've always gone a little bit above and beyond with my normal, like, 
secret Santa gifts. Okay. I like to go for a little bit more personal touch to it if I re- if I kind of know them a bit better. And That's I'll fair. Yeah, you would. That like there was one year um, I got uh, an Irish girl that I used to work with. She was the only other Irish person in the building um, in, the t- in the school I was teaching in. So I put together a massive Irish care package. Mm-hmm. Cost cool. slightly more than what the budget was, but at the same time it was worth it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so she really cared about that. And like, I think I wrote... I think I might have typed a massive e- le- like a letter. She would have known it was from me from the end just because of all the secret touches to it. Like, But I think I wrote a letter in there as well for her because I think, I think she hadn't been home in six months or something like that. Oh, okay. So I put in some touch about where she lived in... in I can't, I can't even remember the letter now, but there was that one. Um, there was a, a woman who had just had come back from a hip operation, I think. And I knew that she was big into our wine and stuff like this. And bought, uh, bought that. And <laughs> this is where I could get myself a little bit in trouble about it. Because I still actually don't think she's not going to be listening to the podcast. But um, I don't think she knows to this day that it was me. I got three little figurines. God. That were all drink related. One of them was a bottle, uh, a, a wine bottle stopper. Yeah. One of them was a corkscrew. Right. And one of them was a bottle opener. Okay. Right. Now you think they're standard enough. Listen to that right there. Yeah. What was interesting about these different bottle related uh, figures was they were all little people. Right. And the particular useful part of the object happened to be... A, ma- a part of the male anatomy. <gasps> <laughs> so you can imagine how that looks. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I might have to put that one up on the story as well. So people go, oh, oh. And just to add a little touch. <laughs> I'm so glad that my school leadership was so oh okay about God. this. And that they were like, ah, sorry, it's a bit of a laugh. I cut out little figure uh, figureheads off a piece of paper. Oh my God. Over three liters in the school. <laughs> No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had them I put them into like a little shoebox and I think I had like three little bottles of wine or something like that and I had done it in such a way that like they were each like holding a bottle of wine or whatever yeah. and like they were like basically giving the bottle of God, wine to her I'm not being funny they're calling the poor woman alcoholic here all the wine no but it was more about the bottle and stuff <laughs> I was like I just need to I need to incorporate this into a gift somehow so yeah that's what I did yeah, yeah, it was a bit of crack and she had no idea who it was, but sure everyone was in stitches. But they can go so, so wrong. Yeah, they can, because a lot of people can take them, like, the wrong way. Yeah, you have to be sensible about what you're doing with them. Like, like, if I give that to the wrong person... They're taking a drug and they're probably just taking it too far. there was another guy I worked with who, that same Christmas, got given a candy G-string. Oh, wow. And it went down like a lead balloon with him. He was livid. Oh, come on. It's funny. It's funny, but like, again, the person who bought it for him, you know, I knew who it was as well. And I found it hilarious, but I was like, that's that's brilliant. If I got it, I'd have been in hysterics, laughing, whatever. Actually, it was another one that I got the year beforehand. I'll have to tell you about it. It's so funny. But like the guy that got it just, it it just wasn't his sense of humor. He thought he was being sexualized a little bit. And you're like, no, man, it's a joke. Oh, really? Like, it's a joke. Cause Not it, cool. Because particularly the person who gave it to him was like... But clearly you know it's a joke. Like. Yeah, but they thought he was the biggest vainer ever. They were like, I have absolutely no interest in this guy. Like, it was just a joke. I had, yeah. It was like, I had a small budget. I don't really know him. But like, we were, and it was he, funny. he really cared about his Relax muscles and everything. Less. Like, yeah, exactly. Just chill yeah. out. It's only, it's only a small little joke. Number three is family games. Now, 
I know your family are big into your family games at Christmas we Day. We love a good family game. Mm. We do a lot of makeup ones, like it's in like you make them up yourselves. It's not like a kit you buy in the shop. And see now, my family, we wouldn't do Christmas Day. We would do New Year's Eve. Ooh. As in, like you know the way, like you'd ring in the year and stuff like that. So we'd have like a family party on New right. Year's Eve, and then my cousin Dean, he would come up with really, really like fun games. And I actually think a lot of similar games to what you would play on Christmas Day. Spud in a bucket. Spud in a bucket. Uh, the one we we did one one year and it was so funny because the only person that won was my grandfather. Love it. God rest him. Like he won, he won it to the T. So it was like he filled a bottle of water. And then you get like, you know, really like you have your plastic plates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you fill a, b- a massive bowl of water, like right. a Pyrex dish kind of bowl of water. You put a plastic plate on top of the water and then you have like a shit ton of like empty cans, like your Coke cans okay. or like that. And the whole aim of the game is to build a tower as high as you can with all the with all the cans without any of the cans falling. Ooh. Every single one of us lost. I'm not even kidding. We all lost. The only person that won that game was my granddad. I bet you were actually secretly delighted he won as well. Oh my God. The the smile on his face. Like we all took a photograph that moment that he won because he like, it was like he really like was really in at that moment and he loved it and he just like threw his hands up in the air and was like, it's kind of like a victory photo. It was like, he, like fuck yeah, one Love kind that. of thing. Like it was the nicest moment ever but I have to say it was a fun game. It was such a fun game. Yeah. Because everyone's like hyping up like. Yeah, of course. And like, it's great when you can get the entire family involved and stuff as well. Yeah. Now, this is where I'm going to talk about how extra I am with our Christmas games. Okay. Because one year I got put in charge of all of it. Okay. And I was like, if we're doing this, we're doing it proper. So I created a full family quiz with all of the families. So each round was about each family. Each family. family. Oh, God. It was (laughs) so good. And I had like incorporated, I got onto one member of each of the family and it's like okay look I need to know of like when oh, you think of your family right. what events have happened and I'll create a question out of it about Grand. everyone it was that's brilliant. a really good idea it was so much fun and then on Amazon not that I'm selling any Amazon toys here or anything <laughs> but on Amazon I was able to get little buzzers oh so wow buzzers like there's four different colors four different noises whatever and we only needed four because there was five families but one family is always up being quizzed at the time or right, about okay. them so they're excluded from that round yeah um and yeah it was just one of those ones where we were kept track of the score everything so I, and i had a trophy for the winners oh my god with like a label made out but i think we call it a clash clash of clans or something like that as well or um clash of kirby's or something like that basically about my mom's side of the family like mm. and it was just one where like it got so competitive um and another simple one that everyone else could play right and i recommend you try and play this at christmas mm-hmm you get a little prize, right? Wrap it in about 10 to 15 layers of wrapping. And it has to be passed around the table. But the w- whoever wins it, right? The key is you have to try and unwrap it using oven gloves. Oh, okay. And the person next is rolling two dice. And they keep rolling until they land two sixes. And when they land two sixes, they take the oven gloves off you and they have to start trying to open it themselves. So that's the key, is that like... You have to roll a, t- you have to roll a six. Yeah, you have to roll a double six. A double six. A double six. And the dice move on in front of the prize. And it's that person then they like, they have to try and open it to win. Oh, that's really It's good, a really yeah. handy one for anyone who wants a nice, easy Christmas game this year. Not too complex to set up. Mm. Just you need a pile of people around the table. And you need two dice. And you need a couple of prizes well wrapped so that there's seven or eight layers in there. I like that. The more celebrate, the better. I like that. And a game that we played as well... I don't, I don't even know if a lot of people might know this, but the card game. Oh, okay. It's called Jim Rummy. Tell me about it. So it's literally like very straightforward. You get three of one, four of the other. 
Okay, so seven cards in total per person. Seven cards in total and the dealer gets eight. Right. Basically what it is. And you have to get three of one for the other. That's right. the whole aim of the game. So you pick up a card, put on a card, pick up a card. You're always left with the same amount of cards. Okay. And Are you passing it from left to right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going I on. feel like I've played this game. But like you're... The aim of the game is like, so say if I had... You can't get... If you're going to do a straight flush, mm-hmm. it'd have to be like two, three, four, five, six, seven, but it has to be all the same soup, okay. same color, right? You can't just go, but you could have like your four fours, your four fives, because yeah. they're obviously going to be different colors, different I soup. I get you. But if you had your, if you wanted to go with a four, you could have, what is it, like king, queen, jack, ten, nine. You could right. go that way. Or you could do ace, king, queen, jack. That could be your four. And then you could have three of something else. I get you. And then each, so then you have to go through the deck. So you can either start an ace or you can end an ace. We used to always start an ace. So we'd always go ace, two, three, four, five. And we'd keep a massive track of who would win. So your ace, you'd always have a bingy card. A what now? A b- <laughs> so sorry. So the reason why I call it Jim Rummy is because that's, I thought a lot of people would know it as that, but we actually call it bingy. Okay. Bingy. Right. And you'd always have a bingy card. Okay. So your bingy card is, you'd pick a card. So we'd always start at ace and run through the deck and we'd always end on jack. Right. So each time you're playing it around, you have a free card. So say if you're, if you've got four, say if you've got three sevens Mm -hmm. and you're like, right, I want to, I want to make it a four set. That's going to be my four. And then you're going to make sure you have something else. But you obviously know someone else has that other four. You could have this bingy card. The bingy card the is going to act as your na- your next four. I get four. you. So it basically, that bingy card, or the whatever, Jim running me, if other yeah. people call it that, it can be any of the cards. It can be any it. card you want. Oh, it, can, it can replace a card that you're missing. Okay. And I you haven't know played you're it that not going to get it. It's the whole ah. idea. Obviously, at the end, when you... When you, when you have your three and four. You have to go bingy, and then you call bingy, and then you show your cards... And put them down. And then you're obviously left. You're always left with at least one card. Right. Drop the card. And then the losers, the people who don't have it, have to then add up the cards in their hands. And you keep track. And obviously the highest score. Yeah. That means you're losing. You need to keep your score as low as possible. I see. So if you've got really, really high cards, you're fucked. Okay. You're screwed. Because obviously like your ace can count as a, uh, a one or an eleven. Yeah. And then like your king, queen, jack or ten. I get you. All the time. So if you're if you're left with them, you're screwed. Because screwed. that's 30 already, like. Yeah. So you're all everyone's aiming for the low numbers. Everyone's aiming for the low numbers, yeah. And you are like, well, do I risk it and go for the high numbers just so again, to Again, it's there. the risk you have to take. But I highly recommend that game. Freaking love being And am I right in thinking it's high paced because you're passing numbers around in a circle? That would be high paced. No, you're not passing numbers around in a circle. Oh, I'm thinking of different ver- you're versions. You're thinking of, of something else. Yeah. It's very similar, but okay. Oh well, highly recommend playing that game though. So that's Christmas game sorted, lads. Yeah. We could, if you've got any interesting Christmas games you play yourselves, feel free to send them into the show because we are dying to hear them. Yep. But let's move on to something that I didn't realize was just an Irish thing, mm. but could take over. Twelve pubs of Christmas. So this twelve pubs of Christmas crack started in Ireland mm. about. 10, 11 years ago. Okay. It's kind of getting into the UK a little bit more probably because there's so much Irish over there. The premise is pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. You've got to visit 12 pubs yeah. in the space of one night. Can I just say you get absolutely hammered if you start early? I wouldn't recommend starting early. You, you can pace yourself. If you start late and try and get all 12 of these pubs in Not at one Not until you time, hear about the fucking rules. You won't pace well, yourself. Yeah, well, we'll talk about it in a second because the rules are getting there. But yeah, you have to get all 12 pubs in 
I recommend personally, if you're going to do it, you start at six or seven o'clock. Pace yourself. Ah, give, yeah, six or seven is fine. Yeah, give yourself 20 minutes in every pub, 10 minutes movement from pub to pub. Easy peasy. But there are four core rules okay. attached to it. So rule number one, probably the most important one. Big indicator. You have to wear some sort of a Christmas jumper. Your outfit has to be on point. If you're not wearing a Christmas jumper, you pretty much... You've you've lost the game already. Yeah. Okay. And there's rules attached to breaking. And the more outrageous the jumper is, the better. Yeah. You want people to be like, oh, that's a good Christmas jumper. Yeah. It's a big one in Ireland. So Christmas jumper number one. Number two, yeah, ideally have to wear some sort of paraphernalia. So Christmas hat is the standard, but you can go more outrageous. I have seen people do 12 pubs dressed up as Jesus and the 12 apostles. <laughs> I've seen people dress up as uh, different chocolate bars from a selection box and, they, and having a massive net that you put over them <laughs> so that they're all in like a bag. I love that. I love that. I've seen people dress up as sheep and someone else dressing up as shepherds. Like, I think it's just genius what you can come up with for it. But like the the more kind of festive, the better. That's the whole premise. So you have to go for big paraphernalia. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number three. You have to have one drink per pub. Yeah. Okay. So you have to have one in there minimum. And you might even technically have to have a second one. It, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that again yeah, later yeah. as well. And number four is, and this is the interesting one. You have to have a new rule for each of the 12 pubs. Yeah. Has to be a different rule every time. A different rule every time. So again, th this can vary from town to town and even group to group. They can decide on different rules for the different pubs. So I'm going to run you through some suggested ones and tell me what you think of it. Okay. Okay. And for any of the Irish out there, you can tell me if there's any rules that your town has or that your group do that might not be done anywhere else. And if you're from abroad, if there's like anything that you guys do that's similar, we'd love to hear it. We'd love to know what you guys call it. So, some of the additional rules. Right, and I think I would love rule number one. It's called accents. Yep. Oh, you'd actually do really well at I that. would do so you well You would ace that. So, you go into pub number one. Yeah. You have to put in a different accent. But is that for the whole course of the time you're in that pub? While you're in that or pub. Or is it just when you're ordering a drink? No. See, this is what I heard. I heard certain rules only, like... The accent one mm. and stuff like that. It's only when you're going up to the bar to no, order a drink. I think people who do that are cheaters and right. scared of playing the game properly. Right. While you're in that pub, 20 minutes, however long it is, you put on that accent for the entire thing. Right, okay. So you're going French accent or English accent or whatever. That's you for the next 20 minutes. Right. I would personally go as far as saying come up with an entire new person, like character. I want names. I want like personality, everything with that accent. So if I was like going as like French for the pub number one, it'd be Pierre. I'd be, Bonjour, madame. Can I have a little scotch, please? Merci beaucoup. That'd be me for 20 minutes. I'd be like, where is the smoking area? Can I have a cigarette? Who is a vape around here? I don't even smoke, but I think Pierre yeah. would. <laughs> Pierre would. So that would be what I would do for pub number one. Mm hmm if I uh, then suddenly we had our little drink and we were told to round our, ourselves up and we have to move on to number two. Right. Pub number two, you'd have to have a partner. What do you mean? As in like just someone beside you? You have to have a drinking mate. Ah, yeah. So someone just beside and you. they have to be with you. Now, I would go as far. If I was par if I was in charge group, I would be as far as saying you need to be either holding arms or linking elbows or something with your Yeah, partner. I think I remember this one where you go in just linked. 
Mm-hmm. Like arm in arm, like yeah. so you can't leave your side for the duration that you're in there. Yeah. So it's like having a fucking Siamese spin bit. Basically. Yeah. Now I know I'm sure there's people out there saying, Oh, under the COVID regulations you need to have Obviously, a meter yeah. between you. But at the same time, you're going into twelve different pubs with the same person. I don't see it happening this year, if I could be perfectly honest. Yeah, I don't think the pubs year. are gonna happen. But I mean Certainly in the past That's what people Would have had to do Yeah They've had to definitely do that So pub number two The rule generally is You have to have Just a drinking Someone buddy. there to drink with you Yeah Okay And you are not allowed to Leave until they have Finished their drinks Okay Okay Yeah Number three You would struggle at this one What You would be doing The extra shot for sure In this pub <laughs> Pub number three No swearing <laughs> <laughs> I'd no, I'd mess it up within seconds. The lads. amount of shots I'd you'd have know. to have in that one. I'd be hammered. I'd be hammered just by that pub. Mm. Yeah. So actually, while we're talking about you breaking the rule, because that would be the one that you would definitely break the rule on. Oh god, yeah. Pub yeah. number one and two, I think you'd be fine with. Ah, yeah. You might struggle. Well, you wouldn't do a very convincing accent in pub one, but you'd do it for the entire. Oh, thing. I'd be shy as. But you would definitely be swearing pub number three. So you would have to take one of the rule breakers, which is either do a shot. Or you have to buy the person who spotted you breaking the rule. You have to buy their drink. Or, so if someone ratted me out? Yeah. So oh, whoever... Snake. Whoever... That would probably be me. You snake. I'd be like, I cut you tur- cursing. You wouldn't even deny it either. No. Um. So you'd have to buy me drink. I wouldn't be able to deny it. Or you have to buy yourself an additional drink and have to have that one with that one as well. So you'd have... You have two drinks in that pub regardless. Okay. So yeah, pub number three, I could see you failing that one. Yeah, miserable. Pub num- m- number four mm. would be where I would probably fail. Bah. No pointing. No pointing? Yeah. Well, that's hard. When you think about it, I, you, uh, you... The old waggy finger from being a teacher <laughs> is there. <laughs> yeah, but like, you're so expressive when you're talking. Mm. Not just you, I'm talking about people in general. People are so expressive when they're talking that the hands move. Oh, yeah. Automatically, and you find yourself just pointing, even just in the air, like for no reason at all. So I feel like, yeah, mm, you would I definitely, would struggle. definitely. Now, struggle now there with are that loopholes. You can point with your elbow. You can you can nod, nod your, your head, head. In direction. You could use your toes, all of that stuff. So where you sitting over there, you'd be flicking your foot out like you're river dancing. Yeah. So that's that's pub number four. Okay. Uh, number five. We're gonna start rocketing through them because I'm conscious of the time. Number five. Two of us would be screwed at this pub. No talking. Oh God! Although, to be honest, I mean, if I was doing this with you, I'd be like, "Oh, let's get to number five, and we'll just hang out here for a while." <laughs> There's no silence in our relationship. No. It's constantly we just chat about just talk shit, like yeah. yeah. So we would we probably end up necking our drinks there if we were doing it. Mm-hmm. Number six, no first names. So like, I won't be able to call you Tyke. No, no, you'd have to give me an old nickname. Ted. Ted. Uh, could you get away with it? I suppose under the rules. She's not her name. But I, I, I'd imagine if I was going to be a stickler, I'm going no first names as in no names in general. So you'd have to go by he, she. a nickname or something like that, something right. that's not an actual name. Okay. So I don't know what Doesn't would really you be? give you much of you'd an option. You'd be calling me, "Hey, Tiger." Ti- Easy peasy. Yeah. Whereas I, I don't know what I'd be going for you. Careful. <laughs> I know. I don't want to get myself now. in trouble here. Bibe, bibe. <laughs> We're back, in, we're back in pub number one again. We're doing say, the rounds. Back in pub number one. Back number one. So yeah, number six, you'd have to have no names. Next one, I love this one because I am such a lyric head. Right. Or if it was movie quotes, I would absolutely love this one. You have to speak in song. Oh God. So you have to either sing some lyrics as your like choice of communication. Talking, yeah. Or like you have to like try and say your sentences. 
as a song. Yeah. So it's almost like you're on Broadway. Okay. I'd love that. Where are the toilets? <laughs> Have you seen my friend Patrick? <laughs> there is vomit in the urinal. <laughs> I'd love that. Oh. Oh, I actually think you would do so well on that one as well. It'd be great. Yeah. So that's pub number seven. Mm. Right, next one. No talking to the bartender for pub number eight. This is going to be difficult then. Oh, How so are you going to get your order? Charades. You'd have if to you're do charades. If you're ordering a drink, you'd have to do charades. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to do that in a really, really loud pub. Yeah. Now, I've seen now, people the, come up with genius things Because the bartenders would know you are coming in as part of a 12 pub. So they would play along. Yeah. Unless now, you got a really probably be pointing to drinks or stuff like that. Dirty, fucking nasty bartender. Loads of people go for the ve- very obvious thing of typing it into your phone and, and point then showing it. Yeah. I have seen someone before. That's cheating though. With a mini chalkboard. I love it. That is genius. Yeah. Specifically because they knew that rule. Because you get the rules in advance. So you're like, okay, pub number eight. You're not allowed to talk to the bartender and mm-hmm. order it that way. Someone coming in with a mini chalkboard. I was like, that's genius. <laughs> That person has thought about winning this. Yeah. Not that there's any prize. The prize is that you finish the 12 pubs. But like, that's genius. Number nine. This one, I would struggle with for sure. No toilet breaks. So oh. bear in mind. Uh, well, it depends if you don't break the seal. If you break the seal, you're screwed. But if you don't break the seal, they can last a certain amount of time near the end of the night. We're, we're at pub number don't nine. Before, that's lads. eight full drinks beforehand. Yeah. But if you don't break the seal... Once you break the seal, you're screwed. You're peeing every hour on the hour. That's Whereas if you hold it in, I know it's not healthy. I'm not recommending doing this, lads, because I did, I'm just not recommending this. Don't do it. But if you don't break the seal, if you hold it in, you're sound. You're yeah. fine. To a certain yeah. extent, obviously, until you really need to go. Yeah. I'd be like, right, pub number eight, I'm going to the loo, and then I'm going through pub number nine as quickly as yeah. possible. Get me to pub number ten. Well, yeah, that's a number nine. That is a tough one. Uh, pub number 10 is actually quite a common drinking game that we see with lots of sports club. Wow. You have to hold your drink with your opposite hand. So everyone has their favorite hand that they like to hold their drink Yeah, I'd be a left-hander. Yeah, so you'd so be... So I'd have to hold it with my right hand. Oh, you're right, and I'd have God. to hold it with my left. So it won't be too bad for me because I'd use a straw. Yeah. So it won't be too bad. It won't matter what hand. I, it doesn't matter to it me either. I've been, years of rugby... <laughs> Years of rugby has taught me. But again, me you don't notice it before you know it. You've yeah. handed it back to the other and hand. And when we played r- rugby, there used to be a thing where if you were caught drinking with the wrong hand, they'd call, they'd say, "What sort of grip is that?" Because you're gripping the glass. Oh, uh, right. And okay. then they'd make it down your drink all oh. the time. But okay. yeah, that one is one that I'd, I'd be fine with. That one, you have to drink with the opposite hand. Pub number eleven, you have to call the barman or bartender Guinness. You have to call them Guinness. So when you order a drink, you have to call them Guinness. Yeah. Which gets really confusing when, let's say, you're when ordering something you're trying something to order something Guinness. else that's not Guinness. So either you have to like, drink a Guinness. Yeah, Guinness. You want Guinness? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I want a fucking gin. Can I get gin, Guinness? <laughs> the what now? <laughs> yeah. Can I get a pint of Coors, Guinness? Yeah, that would be really confusing. Yeah, if I was be, a bartender, that would drive me mad. I know. It would be mental. Yeah. So like... I could I could understand how that would really annoy a bartender. I haven't yeah. been a bartender myself growing up. I'd have been like, I'll get on with it, but at the same time, yeah, that would be annoying. So I wouldn't recommend doing that one, but we do have some extra ones you could do. Uh, number 12, no phones. Bring back the 90s here, no phones. What do you mean no phones? I just like, they don't have it out. You can't have your phone out. If you get caught with your phone out, extra drink. Oh yeah, but that's easily done. Just put it in your pocket for the I whole I like pub. that one because it forces you to actually have, have a conversation. Yeah, 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 I like that one. Bring that one in. Yeah. And some extra ones, because that is the technically 12th pub. Uh, the extra ones, you have to hold your drink. Okay. But it sounds easier than it is. 
You can't let your drink touch any surface. So you just hold it? Yeah, you can't put your drink down on the table. You can't give it to a friend or whatever. You have to physically hold drink the whole time. Be surprised how many times people get caught with that one. Uh, 14, probably again, not COVID friendly, Mm -hmm. but you have to swap shoes with a stranger. Ew. Now, girls would be delighted with this because it's a moment to get out of the flats. Or oh, sorry, God. To get, to get out of the heels to put on a pair of flats. Put on a, yeah, it depends the, on who swaps with you. Yeah, true. The lads, if you are if you have to swap with a, with a girl, a lady, you're, you're screwed. 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 You're screwed. Unless you got a nice pair of heel boots, then you're yeah. fine. Well, uh, yeah, to size, it's kind of important. Imagine if we had to do that. You'd be wearing a lovely you'd pair. you flaunt them, girl. What are you on about? Yeah, but uh, a little bit too small strutting. for those. Yeah, you'd be... For, all, you, for my feet I'm, I'm a 10, 10 and a half You're mm. a 6 Slash 5 and a half As we discovered today So really I'm so happy that I fit I know that. You're delighted with life Oh delighted with life Kids sizes Happy days <laughs> Cheaper I'm so happy But yeah You'd have to swap We'd, we'd be screwed Yeah Well you'd be fine I'd be, I'd be grand Because I'd fit into a nice Comfort pair of shoes You wouldn't And the last one I like this one Because I think everyone Needs a good one of these what? Hug a stranger You'd Again. be surprised how many people if need COVID wasn't around, that'd be all right. I know. And Irish people definitely But before COVID, hug. this was normal, lads. Normal. Yeah. And I like that. Go up and hug a stranger. Because you know what? That stranger might have needed a hug. So that was the 12 pubs of Christmas. Mm. If something big tradition in Ireland, it'll probably make a comeback after COVID. Anybody outside of Ireland that has not done this, do it. Feel free to introduce it. Get a group it. of people. Get them out at Christmas if you can. Because also here in Ireland, we can't do it this year. Yeah. Pubs yeah. are closed. But... If you are not in Ireland, get your friends together and do 12 pubs because it is great crack. But take your time because oh God, it causes yourself. war every yeah. year. Pace yourselves. Play, pace yourselves big time. That's all we Don't can say. Don't break the seal. Just be Just, be just give me a pointer, Zads. Be sensible. Yeah. Take your time. Don't break the seal. Enjoy yourselves. And you'll be grand. Now, that was our list of little things that our holiday habits bought. Globally and nationally, we had so many more. Yeah, we've loads here. We just didn't have enough time to go through it. So we had movie marathons. Yeah. One of our favourite things to do. Every Christmas, you might love me at the start of this and hate me at the end of it. Harry Potter movies. Yes. Every year. Every fear. year. James Bond. Mm, hit and miss. Love. Won't be a big James Bond yeah. lover, but Love hit and watching miss. him from the very beginning, work your way through the series. The last one causes so much controversy. Die Hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not a fucking Christmas film. Die Hard is one of the no, best Christmas movies not. ever. No, it's not. And I, you're not the only person I've heard that from. It's not a Christmas film though. Do you know what? I'm going to put that on the poll on our Instagram story. I know people are going to come against me and say that. It is a Christmas film. It's fucking not. It's going to be. It is or it isn't. And no. we're, we're going to decide it on our Instagram story. So go vote in that one. Yeah. Uh, Elf on a Shelf. Elf on the Shelf. That's actually getting massive this year. It was. It's Shout out, out to nowhere. all the parents that can come up with constant, like, different scenarios, different situations for the elves to be doing because I swear to God, I'm, I'd be screwed if that was me. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to come up with. But to be fair, I've actually seen, if, I don't know if you've There's seen so it. If you've seen Doc, yeah. Doc, Doc has been putting up for his kids, him and Liz, and it's fucking hilarious. Big shout out to Doc. Massive shout out to Doc and Liz because if, I've watched if, your if post. Doc has hilarious. a post about it, we're putting it up on our story yeah, as well. It's so funny. Uh, attend mass or go to church? Yeah, I think that's a standard, especially an Irish thing. But like It's a standard thing to do at Christmas. Like I'd, I go to mass at Christmas Eve. I'd nearly be afraid if I stepped in the door. I'd, be ins- I'd incinerate you'd on incinerate. the spot. You'd burn. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, going to mass is probably the only time of year I really go Yeah, at this stage. Um, picking out a tree ornament Not I've never I've done it no yeah. one thing I do like though is the new thing that's come in like where you can buy Christmas like I don't know if it's a new thing but it's only after coming in here a couple of years where you can buy an ornament and then you get like family names and stuff like that on it mm. no I would I would be a big lover of them I'd always buy them I love them yeah I would agree with you yeah uh, and then we have 
Santa tracker. Again, something that's fairly new. Big. So this is a big thing for parents. So for kids, like, it's like you log on on Christmas Eve and what it does is it shows Santa's map. Mm-hmm. So it's like, right, Santa has started and he's in Australia, he's in China, he's in this, that, that. Like it shows the tracker of where Santa is at what time. And then it's like so exciting because especially in Ireland, like when the kids see that he's getting closer and closer to Ireland, it's kind of like, oh, like he's in Ireland now, you have to go to bed. It actually like, it just motivates the kids to get so super hyped about it's like oh, he's on the move like we could be i remember a couple of years ago like when i went to town with phyllis and the kids and stuff like that and we'd go for a hot chocolate and stuff like that like as they would on christmas eve and the kids would be constantly checking the santa tracker to see like oh my god ma'am he's in australia oh my god ma he's here he's there and they're getting so excited because he's getting closer and closer and closer to ireland but then there's another app as well so not just track the Santa tracker, but there's another app that you can get where parents can go on, fill in their kids' details. And then this app actually creates a Santa Ooh. video where Santa's talking to the kids. Just say for for pick our sake, it was you. Right. Be like, like if it'd be like if I put in like all your information about like who you where are, your age, what school you go to, uh, maybe what you did during the week or something like that. Santa would actually like, this app would like generate and Santa would make a video and be like hi Tyke Santa here no way blah 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 your mom told me that you did this and this and this in school and he'd be like congratulating and well done and make sure you're a good boy now and make sure to go to bed early and don't forget to leave out cookies and he has a full on conversation with you in this video yes. I think it's absolutely genius I'd just be well impressed if they were able to say my name properly I'd be like <laughs> that'd be the first line he'd be, like, be like hi Tyke I'd be like I've hi, heard tag. enough of this video he's perfect <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm wondering, should I make an app like that for me? No! A tag tracker. A, a tag tracker. For what, my long how? trips from Cork up to Offaly. <laughs> Every Friday when I'm coming up for a podcast. Yeah. He's half an hour away. Oh my God. <laughs> he's <there> near. <laughs> crack out the kettle and the tea. Let's get moving. <laughs> That'd be the crack. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, I think it's a good idea for parents. Like I do. And on that note, I think that is probably a good point to end. We've given some useful information for parents. Yeah, parents, shout out. I, I... I am excited for you because I think the most exciting thing about Christmas is seeing kids' faces in the morning. Mm. I It just creates such a freaking amazing atmosphere on Christmas morning, Christmas Eve, everything about Christmas. I just love it when there's kids around. Yeah. But I salute you at the same time because I can just uh, imagine the carnage oh on God Christmas yeah. morning. <laughs> and on that note of carnage, let's leave it there. If you want to hear any more from us, you can check out our Patreon it is only six euro a month, lads, where you get four extra exclusive episodes a month. Every Monday. A month. And they come out every single Monday. And we put up Not other stuff missed. as well. Exclusive. We like to chat with our patrons as well. So yep. you see us using a lot of the other features. Now we're getting better at it as well as we learn how to use it. So check it out if you want to hear more from us. It's a lot more casual. It's a lot more relaxed. And it is the place to be. And make sure to send in your stories if you've got any holiday habits or any holiday stories of what traditions you like to do with your family, your friends, or just you in general. Let us know. Send in your stories because we're excited because we all know we all have like holiday habits. So make sure to send them in. Yeah, we want to hear them. And on that note, we're going to love you and leave you. Have, have a great week. Have a great Christmas. And we'll talk to you soon. Take it easy. Bye. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs>
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.